Hey guys, welcome back to another video. My name is Clay. Today, I'm gonna to talk about the INFJ personality and specifically sort of INFJ intensity or why people seem to perceive INFJs as being intense. So if you're a regular around here, you may have noticed that I haven't posted in a little bit. And I think part of that is just, I just haven't been inspired really to talk about a lot of things lately and I just, you know, like that's why I haven't done a video in like six weeks. Suddenly I just felt like I don't really have anything to talk about and I just felt like that for weeks. So I've had a couple situations in my own life recently that have really got me thinking about this topic. Um, do people perceive me as being intense? Are INFJs in general perceived as being intense? Um, you know, what's behind that? Is it because we actually are intense? Is there, or is there something else going on here? So today I'm going to go through a few of the things I have kind of identified as why we might be perceived as being intense sometimes. Why people might, you know, maybe not want to be around us anymore or kind of put rules on the relationship like you need to stop being so intense. I mean, I've had people say those exact words to me. So I have a few theories on where this intensity perception comes from. But first I'm gonna dive in just to a little bit of background to kind of build up the scene here. So I think the first thing to note is that INFJs in general have a lot going on in their minds. And a lot of it is even a little mysterious to us, and that is that introverted intuition dominant function. So that's the dominant function of an INFJ, introverted intuition. It's sort of this intuitive process it's a perceiving process. It sort of exists in our own minds. It seems to me that the kind of main job of introverted intuition is finding patterns in things and putting these concepts together with all this information that at first might seem unrelated, sort of like a puzzle. So you got all these puzzle pieces and introverted intuition is, it's just, it's almost like a half conscious, half unconscious thing. It's putting these puzzle pieces together and coming to conclusions. And quite often we will have these sort of hunches or feelings almost that a thing is a certain way. And can we say definitively that it is that way? No. But for me, often these hunches are kind of a starting point for verification. So I have a hunch, let me investigate and see if this is correct or true. So INTJs also have introverted intuition as their dominant function and will have sort of a similar process. However, I think the difference between INFJs and INTJs in this is INFJs are much more people-focused than INTJs. INTJs are more systems, probabilities, future thinkers, data, you know, non-people-focused things. INFJs are really interested in people, society, culture, all these sort of people-related things and systems. So it seems to be that a lot of our conclusions revolve around people and the behavior and trying to figure people out. I think for a lot of us, if we can find the right people to have discussions with to kind of throw these ideas around, that can be really healthy for an INFJ. Somebody, sort of a kindred spirit that we can you know, bounce ideas off and we're not gonna be judged for being inquisitive. But unfortunately, I feel like most people aren't that. Most people maybe find our inquisitive natures, you know, a little curious at the very least. 
maybe even interrogating in the worst case, and they don't like it. Um, so I think a lot of us, we've developed a sort of filter that we can throw on to kind of filter ourselves for the majority of people. And this filter, the whole, it seems like the point of it, at least in my case, is to just keep from freaking everybody out. It's sort of like, just keep it chill. Don't freak people out. And every once in a while, right, like I'll let something slip or maybe I'll go a little too deep with somebody and you can kind of see the look on their face that it's like, it's like that. One of my first videos I ever did with the birds and the fish, you've got these fish and the birds and the birds come down. The bottom of their environment is the top of the environment for the fish. And sometimes the fish, if they drag the bird under the water, into the fish's natural environment, that bird is basically drowning. So further from there, INFJs, I feel like if they are oppressed or depressed or in situations where they're not able to flourish, not able to explore their ideas, their introverted thinking might be a little suppressed. And they may not be as intellectual, but it seems like to me, this is my observation, and it is definitely true in myself, as I've gotten older, my introverted thinking has strengthened. And it has sort of taken a, a more important role in my life as I've gotten older, to the point where now it is a big part of my thought process. I am much more intellectual, I analyze things to a much deeper degree, much more logical, than I used to be. I think I always was that way, um, but I felt like it was just sort of oppressed a little bit, like, I, like I'm saying. Or maybe oppressed isn't the right word. Maybe repressed is a better word. But these days, I'm not ashamed of that anymore, and I really just sort of let it do what it wants. I think I have freaked a lot of people out in my life. I've lost relationships at this point. I don't think it's all bad. Like I've said in the past, if you have to pretend to be something that you're not in order to keep a friend, for example, then I would say that that relationship's not worth having. You want people that you can be yourself with. You can't have real emotional intimacy without understanding trust. You need to find people that tr you trust and they trust you and you can open up and share yourself and these people understand what you're saying. Even if they don't agree, they at least still will understand. And I think that's been a, a running theme in my life, is that the majority of people don't understand me. They don't understand what I'm saying. And even when I explain in quite simple terms, I feel still like most people don't try to understand first before replying, before coming up with some kind of a rebuttal. One of my observations with this sort of more intellectual side of me is that most people don't want that in their relationships. Maybe they do in their main romantic relationship, I'm not sure. But in their friendships, it just seems like they want it chill. They want it just, let's hang out, let's keep it light. I've heard this literally word for word from a couple different people in my life This at this point. It's like they get to this certain point where they're like sick of my depth and intense conversations. And they end up coming up with some level of this, like just, can you just keep it chill? For me, things like small talk, I've always had a, a difficult time with small talk. And 
why? Why is that? Um, I think for me it just feels a bit like maybe a waste of time. Uh, it feels a little dull. Like there's more interesting things to talk about. Why don't we talk about that stuff instead? So what are the problems with being a dot connector? That's what I'm gonna call an INFJ for a moment. And I'm sure there's other personalities that also like to connect the dots. But I think if I had to kind of nail down one important feature of an INFJ is INFJs are trying to connect dots, put together puzzles. So it seems like the first step to putting together puzzles is to collect the pieces, right? So this involves going through life, observing, and just slowly letting these puzzle pieces sift into your mind. I think that's why INFJs in general are pretty chill and calm and collected. In the beginning, while these conclusions are kind of, you know, they're like clouds, they're not quite there yet and you can't quite place them. But once you kind of have all these pieces, it's almost like that introvert intuition will start to, you know, massage that data and it will be, begin to get curious. And you might start coming to some simple conclusions of, regarding these puzzle pieces, almost starting to form some concepts. I think the interesting thing about that is in this process, is where a little bit of investigation starts. If you're curious and interested, you're like, hmm, there seems to be a connection here. I'm like starting to see patterns. Here's a person, you know, I've known this person for a year, let's say, and I've, I've seen them do this type of thing before, and they said this, and then there was that outcome, and now they're saying this. It seems to be fairly universal that INFJs are interested in figuring out people and trying to understand from a deep level what exactly is going on. So where does this perceived intensity begin? I think for myself is I want things spelled out. I don't really like, you know, wispy things that aren't really locked down. I don't really wanna to have to make assumptions. What I really wanna do is lock ideas down and if I'm making an assumption about somebody or something they're doing, I would rather ask and clarify instead of you know, base my understanding on an assumption. So another way of saying that is I, I don't want to read between the lines. And I think a lot of people in their communication, they leave things so vague, like you could say, hey, would you like to come over to my place tonight, hang out? What I would like to hear is a yes or a no. But quite often what people will do is be like, they'll give you this kind of wishy-washy thing that's not really a yes, but it's almost a no. And you know, if you read between the lines, you can sort of go, oh, I guess that person, maybe they're not really feeling it tonight. And they're just sort of, they're trying to like let me down gently, let's say. And I think in that case, it's like, okay, I'm fine with that. But let's say it's a more serious issue, like a relationship issue, and I feel like it's a core thing that needs to be dealt with. That's where I start to feel like I want more than just to read between the lines and make an assumption. And let's say there's a problem in a relationship, um, friendship, family relationship, um, you know, romantic relationship, doesn't really matter what it is. Let's say there's a problem. I think most INFJs, they want to fix these problems. I think that is a universal. 
So here is one possible cause for intensity and why people, I'm thinking people might perceive me as intense, is I like to hear people admit things. Even if I know that they're thinking something, I like to ask questions and really get to the bottom of it until they themselves admit it. You know, even as I say that, it maybe it is a little interrogating. But the reality is, is that I want clarity. I think one thing that's clear about our world is that there's a lot of misinterpretation going on between everybody. Everybody has all these words that they use, but it's almost like we have slightly different definitions of those words. And even if somebody uses a word like love, well, how do I know their definition of love is the same as mine? So even if I say, I love you, and this person says, I love you too, how do I know we're really talking about the same thing? I would rather remove interpretation and almost remove the definitions of words from the equation and actually get to the underlying concepts. And I feel like I do that by asking people questions. Oh, hello. It's my little friend. Came to say hello. Hello. I think one of the main reasons why people might view me as intense related to this stuff I've been talking about is that I don't easily drop issues. If I feel like there's something that needs to be resolved, let's say in a relationship, friendship, family, something, or, or even like a disagreement or what I perceive as some matter of principle that kind of needs to be discussed, I have a hard time dropping that until the issue's settled and there's some kind of closure. I've noticed that in most other people, many other people, they don't really need closure the way I do. So as I seek closure on an issue, and if they are trying to sort of back off and not deal with it, that is where they can start to view me as very intense. So this kind of leads me into this definition of intensity. I suspect it's nothing really to do with intensity. Look who's back. So I would kind of define intensity as a person who is very focused, maybe very passionate, very driven towards some kind of a goal. And I think in general, people are fine with driven people. And being driven alone, I don't think would get you labeled as intense or too intense. So just an example, I have an old friend and our relationship has just been kind of fizzling out, let's say. What I've noticed in him, and he's an INTJ, is that he loves to have deep conversations. He himself is quite intense. He's very focused and driven and quite successful in his business that he's created. And I would define him as intense in those ways. But where we differ is I will ask him to explain himself. I will ask him why he thinks a certain thing or believes a certain thing. I sort of almost, just by default, I think, in a friendship, almost demand. I mean, that sounds harsh, but I th maybe it's just a reality. I kind of demand a certain level of self-reflection to even operate on a basic level of friendship. 
on one hand, you've got a person that can handle deep discussions when it's not about them. But as soon as it's about them, all of a sudden they shut down. They can't handle it. So there's this really interesting thing that happens with these types of people. Well, let's say somebody does something and I look at it and I see a big red flag. I see a huge contradiction. Let's say a week ago they said this and now their actions are this and their words and actions don't match. One of the biggest problems for me in relationships, if somebody's words don't match their actions, uh, I, I don't even know really what to do except try to clarify. So I could be like, hmm, um, well, why do you think that? Why do you believe that? So it seems like certain people simply can't answer that question. And I've come to the conclusion that many people have beliefs, they have principles, they have values, but they didn't actually come to any of those things on their own. They didn't conclude that with their own mind. They just adopted them from elsewhere. This is what I'm supposed to do, so therefore it is. And maybe it's those types of people, when I ask them why, or ask them to explain themselves, or ask them to self-reflect in a way that might shed some light, those are the people that can get really offended really quickly that I am interrogating them. I find it a little demoralizing, to be honest, because it's like, well, obviously there's something here. We need to get to the bottom of it. How about we just deal with it? And they're like, stop interrogating me. To be honest, I'm not really sure what the solution is to that problem. It seems like the only solution is, is to allow them to exist unexplained. There's problems, there's issues, there's contradictions, there's errors in logic, let's say. And I've sort of had to come to this place to accept that I'm not going to be able to reconcile the problem. So I've kind of come to the conclusion that I can't really have close relationships with anybody that does that. I think a lot of people, they're stuck in romantic relationships especially, with people that just they just don't mesh with. Um, there's no actual emotional intimacy going on. They don't understand each other. They don't feel understood. There's all this fear going on, is what I, the way I see it. People are scared to open up. People are scared to admit things in themselves. People are scared to be too vulnerable to another human being. All right, so what's another reason I think that INFJs can appear intense or get accused of being intense? Okay, this, this one is for myself um, and maybe other INFJs. So as you become stronger, and uh, you know, as I grew up, I think I was quite prone to manipulation. And I think I was attracted to, almost attracted to narcissistic people. And I have since reversed that trend and I've almost gone the other way. And like I've done videos on manipulation techniques and how to avoid those. And I've, I've just internalized that stuff so deeply now that when somebody pulls manipulation on me, I'm immediately not okay. It's like, that's a guilt trip. So I kind of made this rule with myself a couple years ago that if I encountered manipulation, I would address it. I wouldn't just rug sweep it. So I've been doing that. And whenever, I see manipulation, I call it out. So obviously, 
the problem with that is, is a lot of people that are being manipulative have no idea they're being manipulative. So, you know, it's difficult to deliver some of this stuff in a way that doesn't sound accusatory. But one thing I've noticed, especially with people who are on the spectrum of narcissistic personality disorder or narcissists, is they are perfect. So you can't actually give a person who thinks they're perfect, you can't give them feedback, even if it's constructive feedback. Any criticism at all is considered an attack to a narcissist. And uh, they take that quite personally. They want to be told they're perfect. So if you come along and say, ah, oh, hello, you're being manipulative, and that's one of the main things narcissists do is manipulate, so yeah, I think in general, the intensity comes from challenging people, asking people their opinion, asking why, asking for clarification. Why do you believe this? Um, I think all of that can be perceived as challenging somebody. I think along with that, even us being curious, just curiosity itself leads to questions. And it's something I've noticed like, huh, I'm curious about that. Let me ask a few questions about that. And people are like, <gasps> how dare you ask questions about that? And even my curiosity seems to be viewed as intense. And going back to the whole introverted intuition, I unfortunately I just think it's part of the intuitive process. You end up with a hunch. You're like, hmm, I have a feeling this is going on with this person, or I have a feeling that something's going on here. Um, so at that point, you can kind of leave it as a hunch. But what if it's important? You kind of need to investigate. And I think more often than not, this investigation stage is really what defines the intensity in how other people perceive it anyway. So one last thought on another thing that I think that can create this perception of intensity is going back to the whole introverted intuition collecting puzzle piece thing. So what I've noticed is that as I'm collecting puzzle pieces and I'm trying to form connections between things, is a lot of people might look at me like I'm completely crazy because they see no connections between this, this, and this. And I'm going, huh, I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a common thread and I'm trying to figure it out to put together this puzzle, to form this concept. And I've noticed that other people, they look at me and they go, those things, like what? You're, what are you talking about? You're like talking about this thing and then you're talking about this thing and they almost feel like I'm off topic or I'm talking about multiple things that aren't related, but to me they are related. So they don't see the connection between these concepts and I do, or I am claiming that there's a connection. And I think with those types of people, sometimes they can kind of dismiss it. And to us, it feels dismissive. And it feels like somebody isn't giving us a chance to maybe fully explain our position. Or they kind of just write it off like, ah, get to the point. Or, I think that's the problem with introverted intuition to other people, especially those people that are the kind of the get to the point type of people, is that that intuitive process is a slow process and it's kind of a, it's like things percolate and sometimes it takes a while for us to get to that finished concept. And once we get to that finished concept, then we can be quite to the point and we can say uh, this because of X, Y, and Z. But before we get to that point, it can appear a little wishy-washy and vague, almost like this abstract concept that we're trying to develop. And I think that 
specifically can frustrate people. They, they look at us sort of like as obsessive or intense because we're trying to form these connections and obsess over these details that really don't appear to mean anything to them. All right, well, thanks for listening. That's about all I have to say on that topic, I think, today. Um, if you have any comments or questions about any of that, just throw it in the, the comments below. Just to let you guys know, I actually do read all the comments. Um, I've noticed lately that there is a high volume of comments and I, I can't always respond to a lot of them just because I would be spending hours a day you know, writing comments. But don't get discouraged if I don't respond to your comment. Chances are like they just pop up on my phone and I can actually just read the comments. And sometimes if one particularly jumps out at me, I'll respond. And I encourage discussion in the comments. So maybe you want to reply to somebody else's comment and give a thought. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.